0: 127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Brian. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yo, 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 it didn't work. What it do? Podcast crew. They probably were wondering where I was. I was trying to do, uh, get the carbonation out of the uh, out of the bottle, but it happened earlier. Yeah, and so it didn't go off again. And so there was an awkward pause. I apologize. It was cool to look at. Thanks. I got you. When are we getting these cameras in here so people can watch our absurdities? I'm not sure they really want that. Yeah, you're
1: right. Well, we also have to make a decision about location. Yeah. Because the locale. Yeah, it it's j- It's June. I don't know what month. It's it's something. It's July. hot. July. It's warm outside. It's June. June, and so that's June the bug. sixth month. Mm-hmm. Uh, October is yep. the tenth month. It sure is. Math would tell you we're four months away from being in a new building. Is that right, Caleb?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, can confirm.
1: And so so we have to make a decision 10-4. if the podcast room is staying here, which it could. Yeah, or if we're moving it into the new building. Into like the backstage oh. backstage
0: green room area. Aesthetically, know, it could be better. Yeah, but about uh, what's it work? What's the word about Ac- uh, acoustically? Uh,
1: it's probably going to be better acoustically. Okay. Elevated floor, lower ceiling. Yeah, um, the
0: ceiling is. We can treat it. Yeah, that's a big. Ceiling. It's legit. We could we could play mm-hmm. basketball in here. Yeah, we could. We could play basketball in here. Right? Gil? Yeah, we could. Basketball. Isn't the finals happening right now? It is.
2: Who's winning I'm that thing? Denver um, <laughs> I mean, they're,
1: they're literally winning it, And I think they're
0: going to win it Okay Yeah they're gonna I
2: mean they're gonna win Every single game I think left Which Den, would, would be two more
0: Denver uh, M- Nuggets McDonald's Nuggets Yeah It's uh, Are they sponsored I hope so
1: w- Where does the be. name
0: come from
2: I don't know From like the gold nuggets that. I is think, Colorado uh, known for gold oh. I mean, That so.
1: would be my assumption But I didn't think Colorado Was known for gold Why, why can it Why wouldn't it be The Golden State Nuggets <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it, yeah. Because the gold saberage. Because the 49ers, that's all gold. Yeah. That's what that team was about. So
2: I don't know. I don't know. All, all I know is it was involved like mining, panning gold, but painting, panning, like you would oh. take a pan and then you'd put it into the dirt or whatever <laughs> and then you, you make it. it around. Yeah. Yeah. See the gold rest at the top. See the gold. Mm hmm. We had a we had a golden moment here today. Golden. Yeah, it's it's real golden. You could you could say that it was related to the Miami Heat in some way. Yeah. That is very <laughs> true. Is, there's
0: all kinds of connections. Yeah, this is wild. Thank you for that. Yeah, we uh we went to lunch. John didn't come, but We well, y'all went to mod I was by myself. Yeah. Where, did you go to
1: lunch? Well, yeah, but I was I was being quick. We've just been all over the place today and had to yeah. get the
0: remainder of the concessions and stuff for tomorrow. That's fair so with that this is garage sale week so it's just craziness yeah we went to mod pizza <laughs> mm. came back we were ready to record the podcast we were a little bit late than mm. our normal time but we were going to be on time and we sit down we're getting ready and all of a sudden we hear uh an alarm and then a female's voice come on the intercom is that what you would call it uh, that was for sure a female's voice yeah well, I was saying I was talking about intercom, not so much the female voice, but okay. Um, oh, yeah. Saying please vacate, whatever, blah 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 blah. The alarm that you're hearing, yeah. Wh- what happened? Indicates that there's a fire in the building. We had a fire drill. Fire drill? An mm-hmm. accidental fire drill. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I heard. I know what happened. I heard since, if you don't know, Garage Sale, we we gather a ton of really Dope. cool things, but also some junk. Mm -hmm. um that people drop off that they don't want anymore and there's there's an entrance sort of like a not an entrance fully but an entrance from the outside what do you call that the in-between zone a vestibule a breezeway (laughs) breezeway that's what i'm looking for uh and that's where we pile a ton of boxes supposedly they were throwing boxes Mm -hmm. over other boxes over other boxes on on top and it somehow i don't know that thing looks like you have to be really intentional to, to pull it off so i don't I don't know if I'm buying that.
1: Well, a, we know that was the one that was pulled. Yeah. And we also know there was a lot of boxes in the way. And so yeah. if some goober junior high kid decided to pull it. He was a ninja. Yeah. Because <laughs> dude, that would be sick mm. though. Because he had to fly over the boxes and back uh, to do that. So we think he yeah. just hit it with a box and yeah. it just caught the right corner and pulled it down. and Maybe. Then the fire department came.
0: Yeah, dude, those two had some <laughs> sick mustaches, bro. Did
1: you, were you out there where the kid goes, hey hey are you part of the fire department and I looked up I was like <laughs> do I look like I'm part of the fire department he goes yeah kind of I was like thanks I think yeah and then this I didn't see that. This guy came up and goes he can't be in the fire department and I was like why he goes because you have a beard I was like oh mm-hmm. like, I didn't know that that was a rule I didn't know that the fire department was also the Yankees and so <laughs> golly and so but they're like you can have a mustache and then we saw all the fire department guys and they're
0: all solid mustache that's game that all was, of them that's insane Sp- speaking of the Yankees. Canadian wildfires? <laughs> Dude, everything's <laughs> think bro. Fire, burn. fire, fire, burn, burn, burn. Pray for Canada. Burn out. Oh, Dude, Hopefully the church right doesn't
2: burn out. Yeah. Burn out.
0: Man, that transition was clean. Woo, thank you. I'm starting a fire here in a little while. We're, we're barbecuing some pork. Yeah. For tomorrow. How many more fire references can we make? I don't know. That was This fire. podcast. <laughs> oh, bro fire. I'm just kidding. All right. But also, yeah. So this week we're talking about burnout. Um, some of you may kind of know what that is. Some of you may not. You may just think like someone burning out their tires or something. So with that, as we always do kind of lay a foundation, what are we talking about when we say burnout? You just pointed me with, with all kinds of weird fingers right now.
1: I'm just using my hands. That's what I do. Are, are you, are you thinking like, like
0: ministry wise or just in general? We can go both. I think, because uh, I, th- I think with outside of a ministry space, I think when we normally burn out, like physically, and mentally, and relationally, it pours into our sure. ministry space. So, okay. whichever way you want to start, go for it. Yeah, I mean, in its
1: in its logic form, well, maybe we'll go this way. If something burns out, not like not like peeling out in the in the driveway with your tires doing a burnout but if something burns out it means that it it no longer had something in it to burn the fire is mm-hmm. gone it's, yeah. it's it done burn out so uh there was something that was burning there's fuel or there's substance there's wood there's something that's burning and all of that has been used up and so there's no more source
2: mm-hmm.
1: um for fire when we think about a ministry sense and burnout you can you can say that is sort of the same thing um that you get to a
2: point where you don't have anything driving you anymore. It's hmm. good. Yeah. I mean, I think my mind goes to second Timothy one verse six, where Paul is reminding Timothy to rem- remember, to fan and to flame the gift of God. And so we see that this kind of imagery of fire there or burnout, but I, th- in my head, it also is just that you no longer have an energy to do maybe the things that God has called you to do. And, and you feel like, what John said, there's nothing driving you anymore, but there's no almost, um, source yeah. causing you to do these things and, and being your force and being your driving action. So I think that's kind of what burnout can look like yeah, or what causes it, but that's good.
0: Yeah. I looked it up. Uh, the first definition that pops up is the reduction of a fuel or substance to nothing through use or combustion. And then I jump down a little bit and it's physical or mental collapse caused by overwork or stress, which may be sort of the definition I think we're kind of pushing into. Um, overwork, stress, um, anything of that nature that leads to this just lack of motivation. And so what are some ways that y'all commonly see um, this kind of form of burnout? Um, and this can be, you know, just like people with relationally and friendships or in, in, a, in a ministry space. I know you could probably hit on this more of... Um, I, I think a lot of people within the Christian bubble, they just get involved. I think we hit on this a little bit last week. They get involved in so much. Um, and then there's sort of this burnout. Um and so what are some common ways we fall into this kind of s- what is this? Cylindrical? No. Cyclical. Cycle. Cyclical cyclical. burnout.
2: Uh, yeah. oh, go oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go ahead, Kevin. Uh I was gonna say partially like you kind of touched on it, but we have this savior complex a lot of the times that as christians we have to do everything we have to be involved in everything because god has given us these gifts and so we have to use them all the time And i think that easily allows for us to burn out because we have to remember that jesus took time to pray he took time to to sit out on some things and to to be in a smaller circle and to rest and so i think it's easy to burn out when you are trying to be involved in every single thing mm-hmm. because you feel like God has called you to every single thing. And I think we often take that like first Corinthians nine, be all things to all people passage out of context. Uh, when really that's just more saying like God has given you these abilities, use them to reach these certain types of people. But yeah, I think it's foolish to try to do everything. We're not the omnipotent. So, mm. yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of, state your question, state your question again, because I'm
0: leaning a different direction, I think. Go for it. Um, my question was, what are some common ways we fall into burnout? Yeah. Um, it, again, back into the
1: logic space. Um, when, when we decide that we're all things to all people um, and uh, don't practice the habit of, of slowing down. Um, but instead, like, like, and I've said it, and I think a lot of people listening to this have heard it, like ministry would be a whole lot easier if we didn't have to deal with people. Mm. Um, but in that mindset, so two guys that I'm sitting at the table with that are called uh, to ministry, they're navigating their, their next steps, ministry calling and understanding like how difficult some of these spaces are, w- you find yourself feeling guilty, feeling responsible, um, carrying the burden and weight of, of a lot of people and ministry and all of that. Um, and And in doing so, like I, I will often try to, uh, keep the, the flame going in other people's lives. Mm. Um, and, Mm. and it's a, it's just like a challenging thing when, when I think I can be all things to all people. Uh, and I think the way that, that we, that we counter that, which may be your next question, the way that we counter that is how, how we actually see Jesus, Mm. um, and like how we actually look at the things that were revealed about him and how he went about life and things like that. But, but. All, all burnout is going to revolve around people. I'm just, yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. How, I, how I'm around people, how I'm treating people, how I'm thinking about people,
2: all of that. Yeah. I have, I have one more thought Go for it. I was going to say. And also, in my own life, how I can sometimes experience burnout is when I um, don't allow myself to be tired or allow myself to rest. When I get into this headspace where I think that it's sinful to be exhausted or where I get into this headspace where I feel like it's wrong to be drained. But I think if we look at Jesus, once again, Jesus was clearly physically taxed in a lot of circumstances. And so I think remembering that is a, is what can allow you to slow down, like John said, hmm. and, and allow you to not experience this burnout. Because when we're go, go, go all the time, we're going to burn out.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, we, we will jump
0: to the how do we sort of combat this? But before we, before we get there, um, I kind of want to lay before us, like why, why is burnout so dangerous to us and our walk with Jesus? Cause like I could just like, you know, take a day and sleep all day and then I'll be right back. Like it doesn't hurt me that much. Like why is this so important to us when we consider our, our walks with, with Christ? Can you rephrase your question? Rephrase. Look, <laughs> why is it dang- like why is burnout dangerous for us in our walk with Jesus? Like why why is it such a big deal? Like people talk about it all the time. They're like don't burn out. Don't burn out. It's yeah. going to be bad. Why is it such a bad thing? Like I I think I should lay out everything for Christ and do everything that I can for the gospel, right? Not that the gospel needs anything, but I should lay down my life and everything for it. And mm-hmm. so why is burnout such a bad thing for for us? As uh followers of jesus
1: i, I don't want to zoom in because um I, i'm stuck in a bubble <laughs> if you didn't know i work at a church and and so a lot of times we talk about burnout we we often just think about it in a pastoral sense mm-hmm. i'm in the dangers of that and everything but i, I want to zoom out and just and make this like a believer sense because because i think even as pastors this is a big deal but as like um college students, this is a big deal. Your mission field is is gigantic and fruitful mm-hmm. and ready. Um, I think as parents, um, moms, this can be a big deal. Like th- this covers the gamut of, of burnout. Um, but as Christ followers, you have been given um, a command or, or directive that you would be um, the reflection of God to people. You would put on display his grace. You would put on display his love. You would lead people to follow him. You would, all of those things are true for the Christ follower. If you're, if you're following Jesus. Um, and for some reason you are the primary means of that. Hmm. Like, like I, I can blame a lot of stuff on the Holy spirit and I, yeah. he is the Lord of the harvest and all of those things, but he has called you to plant or to water, uh, to be involved in that. And so as being a, a, just a oh, an ordinary reflection of God's grace and goodness in my life to other people that should carry such a high value that I should long to be a good reflection of it. Mm. Not a tired reflection of it, not one that needs to run and hide. Um, but I should be one that is like, here's God's blessings flowing through me in a healthy
2: way to other people because the gospel is that important. Mm. Yeah. I, I kind of want to add on to that. Like, in my head, why is burnout so dangerous? Well, anytime that I've experienced burnout, I'm not really operating in joy and uh, I'm more operating in frustration and um, stress and, and exhaustion. And so I think like if we really consider the fruits of the spirit again, that joy is the second one, like it's love and joy. And so in essence, like how are people going to see Christ in you by your joy? And yet if you're always burned out, if you're always exhausted, it's very hard to have joy. And so I think Mm. that's one of the things and I'm reminded, I don't remember which verse it is, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so like in those seasons of burnout, it's hard to have strength if you don't have the joy of the Lord. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. And I think,
0: I don't know, this may just be, this may be a, a push towards just the world we live in today, but I think it's very, um, consumeristic, but also very quick and very, rapid pace and you have to be doing this thing at this time. And then two minutes later, you're, you're going to be doing this thing at this time. And if you're not doing that, you're behind. Sure. Um, and I think that's carried into even like our Christian world today of, Hey, if you're not, if you're not doing this and this and this and this, I, I don't know if you're doing enough for, for Christ and what he's called you to. Um, and I think that that leads into burnout because then they're like, okay, well now I'm doing all these things, but now I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I don't have the joy of the Lord rising up out of me. Um, and then even then our service turns into us trying to bring these things together and and speak things over people, but we're not, it's not even coming from a place of overflow. It's coming from a place of trying to supplement that overflow. And so, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's a good thought. So now that we've kind of laid down what it is, why it's dangerous, um, what are some ways first, if we've kind of stepped into that space of feeling burned out, um, we don't really ha- like have anything left in the take, what are some ways we can get up out of the the state of being burned out? So how do we get back out of a state of burnout basically?
1: Man. Um, you I read a book. Y'all, y'all wanna read a book? Uh, I was gonna send, it's it's funny, I mean, even in saying that, um, there's a lot of good books out there about this. There's a lot of good books about, oh, yeah. about preventing it. There's some books about uh, navigating through it. And and the cool the cool aspect of just like hey, let me hand you this book is it it probably checks some of the boxes that we mm-hmm. would prescribe that are how to how to to get back out of this mm. how to rekindle <laughs> oh gosh uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to go there um, <laughs> how to <laughs> that, that apparently is. there's a reason for that um, how just how to spark that. That flame again in your life. If we're going to yeah. talk, just add fuel back to that fire, uh, which a lot of that is slow down. Remember your first love. Mm. Um, what I would say is just like, enjoy the presence of the Lord. Um, and, and, and that's a hit pause, um, pray, pray from a, from a space of, of desperation. Um, and then in that set, set what your boundaries are going to be. Mm. And, I, and I think for a lot of people, those are different. Uh, based off of how you're wired, some people um, will, if if I were to say, hey, go be by yourself in a cabin in the woods for, you know, a couple of weeks for your sabbatical, like in a, a pastoral sense, some people are like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, one day in yeah, they're like, and hey, I'm man. done. Yeah. Like, I, I can't handle this anymore because some people are refueled in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, and so part of that is like knowing yourself and then setting your boundaries that you know are going to be life giving to you
2: yeah i think also like know and have a good community around you have good friends uh, that are going to see that when you're burnt out because often when we're burned out we don't even recognize it but the people around us god has put in our lives to recognize when we're burned out and to help us when we're burned out burned out and so i think um be humble enough to recognize when you're burnt out and, and allow your humility to lead you in a space where you can rest. Once again, of I'm going to not do this thing because I'm exhausted. I'm going to pass up on this event or pass up on this service opportunity because I've already done so much and not out of a pride thing, but I need rest. And I think that's humility to understand that and and have those people in your life that are going to pour into you and tell you, Hey, you need to slow down yep. because the the counsel of many is wise, and so I think having people around you that will tell you when to slow down because I know for my own life, there's a lot of moments where I don't want to slow down, and I need people to say, "Hey, you're running too fast, hmm. because when you run too fast, you're gonna trip, and when you trip, you fall flat on your face, you fall flat on your face, so, but the grace is still there, it's sufficient, yeah.
1: I mean a, a savior mentality uh will often lead to burnout from guys yeah. that I've been close to that've seen that girls that we've been around that we've seen that um, and what's funny is when we say like a savior mentality, everybody knows what we what we mean by that
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but then we don't take it to the savior mentality, yeah <laughs> like you don't look at mm-hmm. Jesus and go How did he actually function like I, yeah. I, I find it strange that the Bible talks about the bro taking a nap. Like the savior of the world is sleeping, sleeping on a boat, um, chaos, when, and, and, and even all of that aside, we get, we get a three-year chunk of this guy's life, Mm -hmm. uh, and the ministry that he did. And so there was a, there was a a preparation period he taught when he was young and you know, he went into Mm -hmm. the synagogue and left his parents behind or his parents left him behind. And, um, we have all of those moments with him, but then he, he did ministry for 10% of his life, uh, where he was, what we would consider to be full time traveling evangelist, whatever he's doing. And, and so as we think about that and we go, even during those seasons, sit down, slow down, I sleep, let's get away from these people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and the savior complex that a lot of us would have would go. If I have a couple thousand people gathered around me, my, um, my next step is not getting a boat and run away from them. Yeah, My step is to like, see how well I can minister to all of these people to not miss an opportunity. And I'll say that to myself often, like, don't miss the season um, mm-hmm. that you're in. Um, but, but part of that savior mentality is to be at a point where, you know, as your spirit led that rest will lead to life in a lot of places um, that I consider, like, even when we talk about the tithe financially, when we talk about, hey, give 10% and God will give back, pressed down and overflowing. Mm-hmm. Um, he does that, I think, with everything as we give our gifts, we give our time. I believe he multiplies our time um, back to us. And and if you walk into your day rested and ready um, to do that, then, then your time, you make much more of your time. Yeah. Um, and, and I use the argument because I'm terrible asleep. And so it's funny for me to, to, to preach this to people. Um, but, but I am, and I, I would say, Hey, like the most, the most high functioning people in the world, yeah. uh, were five hour sleep guys. Thank you. I mean, that, that, that's what it is, but they're also the guys that die earliest. <laughs> True. Like I want to use the Steve job argument to be like, he slept five hours a, a week and then died of a disease. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's the part of it, it was like, Hey, your, your rest patterns, your habits, um, those things are all life giving, uh, because the Lord will take them and multiply them um, throughout your day. That's amazing.
0: That's good. Yeah, I like that.
1: You flipping through your Bible? You got some? Yeah, Bible.
2: Yeah, I, I was just trying to find something in like Mark, because I I know when he calms the storm, he's obviously sl- like sleeping. Um, but yeah, I think John hit on it very well that we we need to remember where we're weak. We need to remember that we're human beings. We need sleep. Jesus needed sleep. If, if the son of God needed sleep then we, we probably need it too. So
0: yeah, that's good. I got, I got a couple of thoughts. One, one thing that's really helped me kind of, and I'm not the the greatest example of trying to avoid burnout, but, um, I think one thing that's really helped is is when you look back to the moments that you've had, uh, the most motivation and the most energy and the Mm -hmm. most joy about doing things is, is when you're engrossed in the gospel. I think back to like your moment of salvation like yeah. how fresh that is and it's because you were so focused on the gospel and the freedom that's found in that um and and probably for people that grew up in the church like youth camps why why do you feel so motivated to do things because you're surrounded by the gospel you're surrounded by people who um who uh, remind themselves of the gospel every single day and so i think one mm-hmm. thing that helps is is to go back to the gospel remember why you do the things that you do yeah and, and i think you begin to see every situation, every conversation, every relationship in sort of that lens of, um, an eternal perspective on, on everything. Um, and so that's my first thought and y'all can jump in whenever. Um, but secondly, one of these books that you've been talking about, uh, I read recently, The Ruthless Elimination of Her, you probably mm-hmm. may have heard it. John uh, Yeah. Really good book. Um, and one thing that, or a few things that were mentioned uh, in that book that I just wanted to highlight. One um, is the idea of Sabbath. I think we just kind of recognize We're like, okay, once a week don't do anything, but there's a lot more to it. Um, there's a lot more uh, richness that can be found in one Sabbath. I think, yeah. um, a lot of us are just like, don't do anything. Uh, but it's actually in fact something that you restore yourself with. And so find things that you enjoy, um, that you can delight yourself in. Um, and he recommends just because the world that we live in today of just like tossing your phone for the day, yeah. um, Engaging in conversation with family, with friends the entire day. Um, mm. Playing board, like things that just like bring about a joy of the Lord um, and not so much that we're just like trying to get stuff done all the time. Um, and one thing that you mentioned uh, with like staying up or not sleeping a ton, uh, one thing you mentioned that was I thought was really fascinating is like the smartest people that he knew and the people that seemed the most rested and joyful in the Lord just walked the slowest, like physically walked the slowest because mm-hmm. they weren't in a hurry. To everything that they're doing sure um they had a piece of the lord that just like they knew the lord's timing was was supreme in everything that they did yeah um and they just had a an air was it air around air about them mm-hmm. third the right word uh an air about them that was just peaceful yeah and just being around them was was calming um and it was full of like just fire from the lord and not so much that burnout that people are talking mm-hmm. about and so those are just few thoughts i don't know if y'all have anything to yeah and, and i think that
1: people that function like that um for a lot of people will be peaceful but then for a lot of people they're going to irritate them yeah because the the way that the world's wired if i ask you like hey hey bro how you doing i'm good like it's good or i'm busy yeah like i mean that's just the, that's the common response for a lot of people mm-hmm. and so people that function um in that uh, Eeyore mentality uh, mm. and not in the, just like sad, the old gloom and doom side, but just like slowing down onto the next thing. Um, I'm not going to answer my phone when you call me right away. I'm not going to text you right back mm-hmm. right away. Uh, and they're going to, they're going to make some people mad sometimes yeah. just yeah. because that's not how our world currently functions. And, and, and what those people have learned, and this is kind of the thing that I was talking about. Um, we make the gospel really difficult, but but God puts on display his affection for us in a in an or, what's called the ordinary means of grace. Hmm. Um, John Ortberg just wrote wrote a book on this it's just the ordinary means and you go, that word ordinary in the gospel is offensive. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. because it is extraordinary. There's what what Christ accomplished, but but the means by which it was, he made really, really simple. Hmm. Uh what what is the um Come, come and follow me, all you who, who need who rest, who are weary and heavy laden. And, mm. and, and he goes on to say that my, my yoke is easy. easy. And in and, and ministry, I'm going, eh, <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> but but when, yeah. I, when I can actually zoom in on the ordinary means of grace, and, and you said something there that just reminded me of um, the shorter catechism, mm. uh, the, the outward and ordinary means whereby Christ communicates to us the benefits of redemption are his ordinances, especially the word. Mm. Um, and so, when you when you think about the ordinary means by which Christ communicates to us, are that are His ordinances: the Word, and it goes on to say sacraments and prayer, uh, all of which are effectual for the elect. And and so, Christ's Word is the ordinary display of grace mm. to us. Mm. That's good. And so, when you find yourself being burnt out, it means that you've zoomed in on too many things that you're trying to take care of instead of going what Christ has done in His. Yoke that is easy is made His grace yeah. ordinary, simple to me, and it is found just in His Word.
2: Mm-hmm. And if great. I
1: would if I would digest and spend time with and hit pause and and tithe my time to Scripture, um, those things begin to fade. Yeah. And those guys that John Mark talks about is as that just functions slow, mm-hmm. um, and that's not an insulting thing. That is yeah. an exaltation thing is that they have, they have learned to recognize God's grace in all of these places. Um, and what that, what that forces you to do is that you don't want to miss it. Mm. And it's not, I want to hurry to the next thing. I want to slow down and I want to see it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm the worst, uh, not at, not at that. Like, I think I'm getting pretty, I'm okay at seeing God's grace in places and slowing down and then I'm learning that more and more, but I'm the worst at like sightseeing mm I just I, yeah. like I'm terrible at slowing down yeah. and just looking at things. Yeah. Uh, one, I'm not a huge like travel fan, and I would like I could Google the image, and it's probably a better picture <laughs> than what I'm going to be able to see. Zach says Amen um, when he's looking at things, and oh. and so like like yeah. when when we went to uh, when we were in New York, we got off the subway. Oh yeah. And we walked into the Apple Store. It's like underground. Yeah. Like your excitement was life giving. Because I I could have walked in there and yeah. went. Okay. Cool, bro. This is cool. <laughs> but to be with somebody who was like, whoa, look at that. I mean. That thing is a expensive. It, yeah. There's, just, there's a lot of cool parts of it. And, yeah. and to be around people that will slow down and add an excitement to the ordinary. Yeah. Um, and that place isn't necessarily ordinary, but to me, it's just like, eh. Um, th- those are life-giving. Yeah. And the people that have learned to slow down are actually longing to see God's grace in places and to not miss it. Mm. And so that's mm-hmm. the that's that
0: ordinary means of grace God on display will help you with that. Yeah, that's good. And I even think like to to bringing us back to the gospel, like just slowing down and digesting what the gospel truly means. Yeah. I think we skip through it so fast in church culture of the gospel. And now what the gospel? And now what? Mm-hmm. But the gospel, and and slowing down and digesting that and and intaking what it what it truly supplies is something that. Um, I think we skip by just because of, you know, the hurriedness that we live in. But we fit on all these things, and I'm going to ask the most impossible question of all time. Come on. Um, where, where is this balance? I, I thought of the question of um, before this one of, man, you're discipling five people, and then the sixth one comes along. He's like, man, I want to mm. be discipled by you. Where is the balance of, I don't want to say being selfish, but being loving your loving who God made you to be, to be restful. Um, but also like working for the Lord. So like the balance of like this burnout thing that we're talking about of not wanting to be burnt out, but also giving your time, giving your gifts, giving your talents to the Lord. Where's the, where's the fine line?
2: Oh, we have a new idea for a book. Yep. Um, by Kayla Mullins. I'll write a forward. (laughs) I I can do a forward. That's about all I got. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Chapter one. You know, I wish I could answer that fully for myself. Um, I I really can't because I think the line is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mm. partially God has made people different. And so some people have a different capacity for um, activity than others do. For myself, particularly, I don't do well with a lot of things on my plate. And so I think for myself, I've learned to find the balance by. Um, having a few things per day just because when I have so many things going on, I can't slow down and I can't focus on Christ. I can't focus on what he's called me to do because I'm just worried about this next thing to thing. But then I think, I think there are some people that can balance that well. Uh, so I, I think for one it's, it's different per person. Um, but I think that the line of error can be found when, you're doing so many things that it never allows you reflection time. Like if, if you're discipling all of these people, but you never have time after to think, what did I learn from that? What did yeah. God teach me in that? Then you really need to slow down Yeah. because the point of being poured out is not just so that you'll be poured out, but so that it you're a blessing to others and that you would be blessed by your pouring out. And I think yeah. if you're so busy that you're discipling all these people, you're really not, being blessed and they're not really being blessed either yeah but that doesn't really answer your question no
0: it's it's (laughs) an impossible
2: one so he said no
1: um okay we'll go we'll go into the food realm here because you started to scratch the surface of this and i was i was already like i had my mind last couple days on the lord's supper and some things that we're just thinking through as a church um and so what paul does in first corinthians 11 is another thing that uh a guy that i've been meeting with this summer we've been talking about like how Paul received things from Jesus is kind of funny. So he mentions this is like, and this is what I received from the mm. Lord. Like, when did, did he send you an email? Like, when <laughs> did you get that? Um, just a, a cool theological thing that you can go look at in, in 1 Corinthians 11. But, but if I'm cooking for people, and I do this a lot, actually, I will cook for people and not eat. Mm. I'll, I'll prepare a meal for the masses and not-, not eat, Not partake in the whole thing, um, which means that I labored and I served mm-hmm. um, and am more empty at the end of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if throughout the time I've been eating, um, if I would have prepared and served and then sat down and ate with, there, there's a couple ways out of that. Um, mm-hmm. But if I would, if I continue to do that long enough, John die. That's just, that's the end of it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the end of it right there. And so when you think about what the ordinance of the Lord's Supper and what often we read just about like, Hey, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this and remembrance of me. This is my blood poured out for you. Do this in remembrance for me. But then Paul goes on in the instruction part of this, which is pretty scary. And so those of you that are at our church this weekend, we're going to do communion. And here's here's your thought. something to think about. Uh, verse 27 of that, so then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will, unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against the body and the blood of the Lord, um, which Yikes. is, which one, I mean, that's why we, as a church, we, we practice in open communion, which means yeah. you don't have to be a member of our church, but you do need to be a Christ follower. Because if you're not a Christ follower and you take communion, you eat and drink the judgment of the Lord upon yourself, <laughs> which is a terrible game to play. Yeah. So I know, okay, we won't get into all of that. <laughs> but but then he, then he says, let a person examine himself. Mm-hmm. In this way, let him eat the bread and drink from the cup for whoever eats and drinks without recognizing the body. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a cool, like when you think about, often we think about serving other people and loving other people and discipling other people as feeding. Um, Mm. But if you feed and even if you practice that the art of the meal without focusing on the provider of it, then, then you totally miss it. Mm. And so even in my practice of discipling people, leading people, um, if I don't take time to sit down and eat and measure what I'm eating so that then I know what I can pour out, mm. then I'm going to be malnourished eventually. Yeah. I, I'm just going to I'm going to find myself into into that space um, mm. of, of an unhealthy yeah. thing. And so I mean, and that's why like when we talk about uh, any book that you read or pull up an article or anything, you talk about how do I how do I avoid burnout? They're going to go good diet, mm-hmm. exercise three times a week, get plenty of rest. They're 20. going to talk about those things because the Lord and His. Um, and his all-knowing power designed us that way there's some mm-hmm. things that we just i mean in the garden it was <laughs> eat what you want
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: you didn't have to you did not have to put that into play it's like, okay hey, this, this is gonna be good for you eat whatever you want and so food is an important part of that and so when we think about it in a spiritual sense like we must be leaning in and eating and drinking in a way that we remember god and then out of that pour. Mm. Um, I will always, here, here's my simple metric and you guys have already said it. People are all over the place with this, but if you want a standard, I'll give you a standard. Jesus invited 12 into his close personal space, pulled three out of that. And so do you assume that you're better than Jesus? Mm. Anybody, anybody who's discipling more than three people, I'm going to go, maybe you, maybe you're good at it. Mm. Um, but, but that's, (laughs) Jesus had Peter, James and John. Yeah. Um, and one of them bolted <laughs> for a little while Yeah. and one of his 11 part of God's sovereignty, one of his 12, um, was probably an unbeliever. Wow. And so, and so like, again, if you're going to have a savior complex, yeah, play mm-hmm. the cards that Jesus did find your three people, um, that you think that you can lead for a season. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say you can probably eat enough. Mm. experience God enough so that then you can lead three people. Yeah. Um, because I would rather be surrounded by young men and young women in our college ministry who are, are self feeding in a way that they can pour out, um, to a couple people in a healthy manner and still have an overflow to give into other spaces. Mm. Uh, because if we would, if we would do that, um, your impact into one of those three is going to multiply into three more pretty quick. Um, instead of you like crashing and burning. And Mm. then we go, well, we got to rescue like five or six people that are wandering around kind of semi fed sheep, (laughs) um, confused. And so, so that would be my standard is there there are people that can disciple more than three. Um, I don't. And, and I have people that ask me all the time, Hey, could you do this? I, I can't. Sorry.
2: Um, go talk to Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Good luck. Yeah, I have a thought. Real go for it. He was talking about the food analogy and my mind went to... Steak. Uh, well, like like you said, if, if you're not eating enough as you're trying to pour out and feed, what happens in our bodies when we do that? Like our body burns calories that we've eaten as food and we, we burn them when we exercise. And if we're not eating enough calories as much as we're burning... Our body takes those um, calories from the fat that our our body has stored up. I'm pretty sure. Yep. I, I'm not a, a neutrologist, whatever you want to call <laughs> it. I don't know. <laughs> it's a <laughs> new word. Neutrologist. But your body takes the calories from fat. Calorie, calorie deficit is what you're talking about. Yeah. And so that's harmful to you. Like your your body needs that fat to survive. And so it almost gives us this analogy that when we're we're not eating as much as we're... F- feeding others, we're really not healthy. Mm. And so, uh, like John said, we, when we're eating a little amount, but we're pouring out and feeding so much, we're not living the right way that God desires. We're not living a healthy lifestyle. And so I think even in that, know, um, your intake, know your, um, your calorie deficit, know your calorie balance almost in that of how much am I feeding others and how much am I being fed myself? Because mm. if, I'm being fed um way more than I'm giving out, then I'm gonna end up obese. And if I'm mm. being fed less than I am giving out, then I'm gonna be um <laughs> Malnourished. Malnourished. So I yeah. think I think you have to find the balance there. Yeah. That's good. But it's a funny analogy. Yeah, no, that's good. Your your turn food analogy. No, I was I was gonna make a really uh, deep theological connection, uh,
0: because talking about burning calories and we're talking about burnout, you know? Yeah. It's the same Greek word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't got know. You. I, yeah. Logos Probably. Clutch. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. That's, that's about all I got. If y'all have any, any concluding thoughts, if not, man, stay nourished. Stay burning. Slow down and eat. Yeah. Slow down and. You're a
1: human being, not a human doing. <laughs> I'm just starting to throw out all these things I've heard in the past, and just keep going up. Uh, keep going up. Think there? outside the box, especially uh, the chicken nugget box,
0: <laughs> and outside the donut box too. What's outside the donut box? Napkins. I don't know. You <laughs> waiting to open the donut <laughs> yeah, box? Yeah, yeah that thing. Hey, we'll 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 be back next week. Is it yeah, hot in here? It is. It's so hot in here. Actually. It's burning in here. <laughs> literally burning. Up Let's get out of here. Let's burn
2: Bye. <laughs> <Golly>. <laughs> this
0: one was chaos. Hey, we'll be back next week. Probably. Miss you guys. See ya.